Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Hello, the Internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah. So without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Sophia, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history okay so i have recently gone insane Congratulations. and thank you so much um it's been i've been working so hard <laughs> it's really just it's just an honor to be nominated and win <laughs> right yeah truly on your first try this is how you know i'm insane okay i went from not caring or liking taylor swift at all to now joining a reddit called Gaylor, where mm-hmm. I have seen multiple slideshow presentations that <laughs> prove that Taylor Swift was gay with Carly Kloss and others oh that prove God. that she was also gay with Diana Agron from Glee and also this other model from Britain named Lily. They are all just the same white woman. She's just fucking herself over and over again. It's just like kind of fascinating. And now like this is how you know I've gone insane. Because if you look at that search history, you will probably think I am 17 maybe. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. And you're 14? just shipping shipping yeah. Taylor with all these models. I like I don't care that it's like I don't have a vested interest in the relationships. Right. I care about it in the same way that if like you found out that, like, I don't know, Obama and Biden were lovers. You were like, okay, I huge. need to know a little bit more about how the right. fuck this worked. 
Like, yeah. how did you pull this off? When did they when would they get together? I need to know all of the, the questions. Yeah, right. it's like, well, how do you do that and have full time boyfriends? Like, this is a lot of like like covering being gay. Like, how how are you pulling it off? Yeah. So anyway, just if you want to lose your goddamn mind, go down that are, rabbit hole. Are these slideshows like particularly compelling or they're just like, look at all these images that if you have your confirmation bias set to gayler, then get yes. ready. Yes and yes. But also some of the stuff is like, wow, that is very gay. I don't know that I should be out here trying to decide whether Taylor is gay or not. But the whole Reddit is run by other gay people who are just obsessed with the idea that like she's queer and her music is queer and she's been telling us and showing us and we're just like not getting it. So as a cultural study, it is the most fascinating thing. And to answer your slideshow question, some of them are like, they're like a little thumbprint. They're like... uh, a very individual snapshot of a person's mind. Right. It's like right, right, all right. confirmation bias, like obviously. The modern Rorschach test. Yeah. Yeah. But you're also watching them interpret song lyrics where you're like, oh, no, that just means anything you <laughs> want it to mean. That is yeah. a very vague lyric. Right. You're like, right, no, right. it refers to that one time that Carly bought a gold dress. It was this date. Oh, Here's boy. the receipt. The yeah. song that says jeans and Nikes. Carly was a Nike spokesperson in 2016. You understand <laughs> wow. how deep these women go? Yeah. I wow. love that you you also have facts now that like you know these models like endorsement deals. From I shouldn't past. know any of this. That is what's so insane. Yeah, I shouldn't know any in. of it. I shouldn't be thinking about it. It is like an addiction. Like I think assume what people feel like when they gamble. Just like a rush. Yeah, it's like yeah, insane yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. But you're like, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Go anyway, deeper. the game yeah, there's subreddit. Do it. <laughs> she kind of has to be everything to everyone. Right. Right. And so like by keeping things that perfectly vague. Yeah. It, it kind of creates this thing where she can like break all the box office records. When right. She lets people go watch a concert that they can also watch in person. Yes. But I also just enjoy the fact that, like, she's just if she is gay, she's only gay for exact copies of herself, which I think is a fascinating category. It's like, no, she's not queer. She's queer for Taylor. (laughs) Right. I just want to find mirror images of myself to fuck. That is so wild. Wasn't that Liberace's thing? Like, didn't he have a lover who he gave plastic surgery to look more like Liberace? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, that is true. Yeah. (laughs) You said that so so unequivocally. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Well, because, yeah, I mean, people bring that up a lot as like a Liberace thing. They're like, did you know? Because it's so weird. (laughs) I wonder if like. I think it's an interesting exercise just for anyone with an imagination to try and make anything true about Taylor Swift, like using the same methodology. We're like, you actually, if you think about it, all of her lyrics are steeped in like Black Panther ideology. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, like, there's someone right now making that slideshow. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> like, like, for sure, there's a Swift contingency that's like, you don't understand what being a Black Panther is until you listen to Red. Right. Taylor's yeah. version. It's like red is actually an anthem for the Crip gang, despite it being called red. And here in this thread, I will. I will. <laughs> You've yes. seen the theory that her dad is the Zodiac killer, right? 
and that oh, like, yeah. she's trying to reveal that through her lyrics. I mean, I, I what? just made that up, but like, that, that is again probably like, being built yeah. right now. Right. <laughs> like, right. I feel like as you said could. it, people were like, "This <laughs> is true, one hundred percent." Yeah. <laughs> Sadia, what's something you think is overrated? So I think you know when you go to the like basically the U.S. Border Patrol, the fear of U.S. Border Patrol. I think that's overrated because I was like. It's my first time coming to America and people were like, oh, this white guy got sent back. He, The Border Patrol guy asked him three times, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And the third time he must have said something funny and they sent him back. So I was like, oh, my God, they're not going to let me in and they're going to send me back. And this is what happened. The guy basically was like, did you travel alone? And I was like, yeah, unfortunately, I'm on my, I'm single. <laughs> and he was like, how long are you here for? I was like, two months. And he was like, oh, you here to get some dick? I was like, what? Wait, so, what? Oh, yo. Yeah, basically, he, we just start laughing. I, yeah. I had a whole suitcase full of my book, Sex Bomb. I'm like, oh, no, please don't search my suitcase. And and he was just like, welcome to America. Yeah. Wow. Get it in. Yeah. Boom, boom. Stamped your shit. Off you go. I was gone. I was, I was going to do anything I had to do to get in, to be honest, whatever he wanted. So, <laughs> I mean, that sounded yeah. like he was opening the door to that conversation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, is your number in your passport? Let me see that real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me get that WhatsApp. But real the thing quick. is, before me, I was sweating in the line. Before me, there was this like European. She didn't look British, but she was a white blonde girl. He took her to the room and then came back to the table. So she had some further questioning. So I was like, that's a white girl. I was like, I'm in trouble. And we just started <laughs> laughing. It was I was just so happy the way that worked out. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, can't imagine. I mean, like, I feel like that was a very New York interaction, though, too. Like, if yeah. someone in that capacity goes, "Oh, so you here for some dick?" Like, <laughs> that feels very That's New York. That's very response. accommodating, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad he knew the audience rather than like saying that to like someone who maybe. I just not love how he sensed the desperation. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't know me. <laughs> right. He must have just seen my. Back. He was like, "Why are you moving around in the in the queue?" I was worried about him. He must have thought I was like just ready to pounce. Right, right. <laughs> he was like asking why you were, you were like giving a little squirm. What was? Yeah, he was, was like, "Oh, you're you're moving from side to side," and I was like, "I just be quiet because I I just I'm not gonna argue with no one who's got authority over me. Like it's just not gonna happen." Right, right, yeah. right, right, oh, right. Man. You're like, "Oh, so you a doctor now?" You're like, "You're not gonna come back with that response." You'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. I, I don't know what I said. I, I, I must have said something back to him. I said, "Oh, you're you're no." This is what I said. Look how slick I am. I said, "Oh, you're very observant." There Ooh. you go. I mean, yeah. kind of. He is. He kind of <laughs> landed on the on the right question, right? Yeah. So yeah. Seems, Wait. May, maybe like there are some people working the U.S. Border Patrol who are like born for this, and they're like, I'm just very <laughs> observant, and I, get, yeah. I can read people. I know when that, someone's that horny. Be nice to imagine. <laughs> That's my superpower. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the nervous person in line whisper. Right. While you're here, so two months, are you are you are you out there? Are you gonna be are you be hitting the apps? Are you gonna you staying open? You looking for love? Or you just kinda you know, you're here. If something happens, it happens. You're not out here really looking for it. I someone told me actually when I was in England, because I'm trying to like find an agent or whatever not and they were yeah. like, Oh, you should just join all the apps, like 'cause you you'll meet the best people like that. She wasn't even really strictly talking about dating. But I'm very anti app. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just I don't like it. I like real life kind of stuff. So uh, love would be great. Dick would be really good. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> get you, yeah, we need to get you to like an art opening, like a gallery opening. You know what I mean? Find some, find some wavy. I'll be, people. listen, there's guys on the streets collecting cans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you're like, are you willing and able? Then here we are. <laughs> no, a lot of them are passed out, you know, I'm not going to lie. A lot of them are not willing and they're not able. Yeah. <laughs> I like, Miles, I like that you went with art opening, like... Are you yeah. are, are you picturing Thomas Crown affair? What do we what are we picturing? No, I'm just thinking like people who are kind of chill, you know, like that because you never know what you get in a club, you know. Yeah. So I feel like you, like, side, <laughs> you, you know, you side, can tell me where you can't get in a club, so I can watch out for it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Sadie got a little bit of class to her, you know, so probably oh. could do with something a little bit elevated, you know what I mean? Not just some scrub, but yeah, yeah. But I'm again, I don't know. I don't mean dress, to... but I'm like classy too. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> my, my my vinyl dress at the library, looking for something. All right. What is uh, Marcella? What is something that you think is overrated? You know, I couldn't think of something. Uh, maybe because I got a little high. But yeah, I you got a little high this. I got time. a little high this yeah. time. Ladies and gentlemen, feel... introducing a little bit high Marcella <laughs> for the first time. She's <laughs> never <laughs> been a little bit high on our podcast. Yeah, never been a little bit high on anyone's mostly. podcast. Okay, on I trust anyone's. you guys. Yeah, I saw so that. Nice. I thought there was not going to be a guest host. I was like, you know what? I can. Yeah. I can get a little high. I read the comments. People get mad that I'm so mean to Jack. And I know when I'm a little high, <laughs> I'm a little more it. flirtatious. So I like that, Jack. You're like, it's fun. Like, you're also trying to yeah, not Jack that loves it. That's fine. Yeah. Like, it's all yeah. good. Also, I love how they're, I love Jack's like, be nice to Marcelo when she's mean to me, guys. It's okay. It's yeah. kind um, of my thing. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of, and you know what's funny is a lot of guys don't understand it too. There's a comic who's like, a lo- has a little crush on me. And I'm just very mean to him. I'm very Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I really give it to him more because I know he really enjoys it. And yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for him. I'm waiting for him to be like, Marcelo, why are you so mean? And, and like, I can't wait, wait to be like, stop asking me why I'm so mean and ask yourself why you like it, you Ow. bitch. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a moment when he, when I have that exchange. I'm wait, I know it's going to happen one day because it's just such a little. Got it loaded. Why are you oh, so man. mean to me? You're so mean. Why do you Ow, like it, you, you like bitch? It? Oh, yeah, that's shit. the real question. What did your why mom do, do to like you, it? bro? That's yeah. what I want to know. What didn't she do? You little pain hog <laughs> so yeah i'm a little high so i'm a little i'm a little more fun and um, yeah, a little yeah. more rambly but it, okay. it'll be worth it guys so like i just ex- showed you but overrated underrated couldn't think of something but so i decided to google things like what do people find overrated yeah. um, because i was like there you go this is because it's all it's all opinion yeah so the top three things in the first three articles the number one thing one bitch wrote bacon <laughs> overrated is overrated okay so i already know the bitch has no taste like i you also know, like, feel like you're about to out a bunch of our former guests because like what if you well what if you like named a bunch of like other people's oh, overrated and underrated and they were just like googling like i don't have opinions <laughs> what are oh, that's overrated probably true. underrated that's probably, that's probably true damn i yeah. didn't think about that you're totally right but bacon come on yeah, it's a sinful good. meat. It's so yeah. good. I think we've said this in the in the past. We're like, it's properly rated. I get like ten years ago, we were doing too much. It was yes. OD bacon. Overrated by some people who are not worth paying attention to. Like, oh no, my who are god, like, bacon people. Yeah, but like, who gives a fuck about them? Like, yeah. let yeah, them have their weird little thing. Yeah, yeah, go to the like as they say, go it's like the fucking heart attack cafe or whatever the fuck it's called, where like everything sure. is bacon. Like, I get it, we get it, but like don't don't you gotta hate on it. 
Yeah, it's so tasty. It's mm-hmm. so, it good. so good. Yeah. What else is on so that? When you find yourself being like, uh, like I don't even really like this thing that's fucking delicious and like makes my body like involuntarily do things, like water just pour <laughs> out of my mouth when I. Taste oh my it. god, oh. that's not. What I thought that was <laughs> Go end. Wow, it's that <laughs> But but when that's your take, like you're you're working too hard to have a take. Exactly. I also just, you know, it's good when religions are like, you cannot have it. I'm like, you know that <laughs> yeah, shit is good, man. Right. It's gotta like, be so out of here. So another, okay, another article. I'm not going to name these people because they're all weirdos. Uh-huh. But another person, their article, and her number one choice was clubbing. Clubbing? Club, like going out clubbing. And yeah. it was just like, you loser bitch. Like, <laughs> stop imposing your introverted lifestyle on people who enjoy being Outside. Hey, when's the last time you went to the club, though, Marcella? You go to the club a well, lot? Well, because of my foot injury. Oh, right, it has, right. It's been few and far between. But I am I will say, uh, like, two weeks ago, I think, uh, it, it was, like, my birthday party weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, what, middle of August. So, yeah, like, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I was out. And I because of my foot injury, couldn't really do much. But, yeah, I took my boyfriend to this um, place in Modesto called Crocodile. It's, like, this old-ass like it is a wedding reception without the family. It is so fun. Yo. There's like no drinks on the dance floor. They encourage people to dress up. There is a strict dress code and not wow. like not on some like like, like racist shit. dress code on yeah, some yeah. like don't come in here sloppy, bro. Like guys have to have their shirts buttoned up if they wear a button up. Like you cannot have a little like tank top showing underneath. Like they're very much like Nah, bro, we're here to dance and drink and have a good time and respect everybody. Whoa. And they're on it. Like, I saw them go up to some guy, some young dude, because he thought he could get away with whatever. Right. He was dressed up really cute, but he unbuttoned his shirt to, like, show off. And dudes came up and were like, you need to button your shirt back up, bro. Oh, shit. Uh, and I loved it, because I was like, yeah, I got dressed <laughs> up. You should be dressed up, too. That's couples, fun. like, 70-year-old couples come in there dressed, matching, and dan- dance the night away. Like, I... What? love going out dancing and that's maybe that doesn't fall under clubbing but there are places to go out and have a good time and dance and enjoy yourself and i I hate when people are like clubbing is so lame like girl you just don't like to drink and be out and it's loud and you're probably neurodivergent you can't handle all the fucking sensory (laughs) overload shit that's you might be going to the wrong clubs like go to a club like this this shit sounds so fun we had another guest talk about like going to like there was like a chandelier room where they were like singing Elvis covers or some shit. Like it's yes. just like go find a weird club. To find like the go club, dance yes. At. Find yeah. the club that works for you, but don't shit on clubbing. Come on, yeah. this and, is wild. And I, Jersey Shore shit, I get. Like you don't want to be around that. I understand. Right, that, right, but right, like, right. Sure. You know, but, there's so many if, different. Things. What about bottle wars? Did y'all see that clip over the weekend of the bottle war shit that was going on? What? No, a, no. Like a Houston nightclub. It was like New York versus Baltimore. Bottle. It's like this shit people have uh, been doing for a while. You just start. You just start emptying bottles onto the floor for the flex. Oh God! Be I like hate that. Dumping like six thousand dollars worth of liquor like onto the floor. That's annoying. Yeah, that's um, rude. <laughs> it's that's it's rude. the flex. You know what I mean? It it manifests in different ways. But I'm at the Crocodile's website. I'm looking at. They have a whole dress code sub page. Like so, women. No sports attire, no T-shirts, no sweats, no baseball caps, beanies, no overly revealing clothing. I like that. They're like, we're modest. Then yeah. men, collar dress shirts required. No sports attire, no T-shirts, no longer short sleeve shirts, no Henleys, no shallow V-necks. Oh, Henley style and shallow V-necks? Okay. No hoodies. Okay. Shallow V-neck. Nice dress sweaters? Okay. 
but I can't get away caps. with my shit that I try and pull off with my V neck. Right. No, with my no, right. deep V. Yeah. No, no, no. You got that, that. J Lo deep V. Yeah. Like where I'm flirting with exposing navel. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no sweats, no baggy loose clothing, no club colors. What are club colors? Are they trying uh, to say like gang Club shit? colors, like gang colors, like oh, red, white. Okay. I mean, red, black. I mean, red, blue. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Whatever else no sandals, flip flops, no fan. So no you can't flannels. wear red or blue, or you just can't yeah. wear all red or all. You're blue? saying it depends on the red or the blue. You can usually tell. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, if you don't have like a flag coming out your pocket with your like, cobalt <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, suit on, then yeah. maybe we have a problem. Wait, yeah. so but you're saying this isn't on some like racist shit because it's very much like. They just want, or they just want everybody to come in like it's like it's a nice place. Like it's a nice place. I'm telling you, that's not they're they're totally like trust me, hood motherfuckers show up. Trust but, right, right, right. But they're that, in their like they player. Are there. But they're in their player. But they're attire. in their player fit. Yeah, that's wow. what I'm saying. It's like okay, it's it like, is. It it seems like it uh, off top. Like you're, sure. I get it, but when you're reading it, but I'm right. telling you, it's not that. They're like, no, no, no. You can be hood as fucking here, and you can like do be annoying and all that shit. But just be cute. Don't be a messy on the dance floor. You can't like they really are just like, no, we're just here. It's like family. Like yeah. it's like a family function. I love it. Wow. It's the really in- fun. interior does look like a time capsule. It is, dude. It's so fun. If you're ever in the Central Valley and you want to go out, especially on Saturday night, Friday nights are pretty empty, but Saturday nights are always popping. They're so and it's the music is insane. Yeah, there wow. it is. The music is insane. <laughs> yes. dude, My this boyfriend, looks like this looks like it's like a fucking scene in Carlito's way or yes, something. Yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. When you walk in there, you want to look cute. <laughs> right, right, right. They want you to match the vibe. It's like Carlito's sure. way mixed with a uh, laser tag. Like yeah, the way yeah, the lighting yeah, yeah. is on that shit. It's cute. So the music, yeah. like the other day, it was like, it went from like suavemente to like uh, Eminem. <laughs> like the music is insane. It's silly. It's just, you're there for a silly time. Right, right, you know? right. And that's the other thing. That's why it's like, even the music is like kind of corny, but like in that fun way where you're like, we never in high school. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, you're at a party. You're just like, you know, you're just going to be kissing tonight. That's it. Wow. Right. Shout out Crocodiles. I love Crocodiles. It's the funnest. All right. So finding a weird club is underrated. Yeah. Finding a like cool, Yeah, exactly. Unique she she was saying vibe. it was overrated, but it's like, nah, man, find the clubs that work for you. Yeah, right. And then the final article that I saw that um, the, I agree. I, I, I've only gave the first one for the other two articles. I got to give the two on this one because it's really funny how they go hand in hand. This guy's idea of what's overrated. The first one is a formal education, which I agree. But then the second one is science. <laughs> oh, this guy's got yeah. some opinions uh, on the exactly. vaccine. He's got some. Exactly. He's, got some, he's done some research, some of his own research on the vaccine. I don't think he's a fan of Fauci. Yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah, formal education. I agree. Not everybody should be required yeah. to fucking for any fucking job to have uh, a fucking AABA, any of that shit. There's plenty of jobs that don't need that shit. Yeah. Um, and then he said science. And I was like, bro, I'm tapping out. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, yes. are, not, we are not agreeing on the same on the same number one. He's like, yeah, well, I got my master's degree on YouTube. You know what yeah. I mean? So <laughs> that's like, right. that's why I can go toe to toe with any person who went to a brick and mortar college. You're like, okay. sure. OK, OK. I actually got a Bachelor of Science from Prager University. Mm. From Prager Which that's University. not usually there. Yeah. It's all Christ-based. But... It's all faith-based science. Yeah. I got mine at Ragu University. Ragu. <laughs> all sauce. Prego Ragu Old World Style degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll check in with uh, Donald Trump. We like to do it once a week. Just make sure he's doing all right. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. And we're back, and uh, we're, we won't be playing the the Drake drop for this no, one. No, no. Sixty one protesters have been indicted for uh, violating Georgia's RICO Act for protesting the building of a massive military installation. Yeah. Uh huh. A lot Pretty of clear who like, the bad guys are, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course. The protesters. Uh, Thank uh, you. Of course. How dare you? <laughs> They're getting hit with charges like domestic terror for like trying to disable like machines or like, you know, they're like they were throwing Molotov cocktails and all this other stuff. Money laundering because they were setting up bail funds. They're trying to like they're going after these people in the most fucked up way. The charges are being pursued by the state's attorney general, you know, Republican Chris Carr. And yeah, this is like a it's a multifaceted movement of people that realize that building these police training facilities are just merely a terrible escalation of the militarized like police state that we're experiencing across the country. Yeah. And, you know, antithetical to lowering 
instances of police brutality when you're like, here's like a here's a whole place where you can train on how to suppress people's, you know, democratic rights and things like yeah. that. It's like the police brutality training complex. Oh, yeah, because they yeah. want it. To, they want it to be like we want them to have the feeling of what it's like to, like, you know, kettle people in city streets or neighborhoods so they can do yeah. it more efficiently to, like, round up people. And, you know, the attorney general and governor have been just steadily screaming about how, like, this this whole thing is actually the work of like an org. It's like an organized criminals. This is a criminal organization and enterprise hmm. to sort of create this RICO narrative to go after protesters. And if you want to really understand how cynical and racist this shit is, if you just look at the date listed on the indictments for like they like they're putting May 25th, 2020 as sort of like the beginning of like this shit going down, which is the day George Floyd was murdered. OK, wow. So they want to conflate this event with all of the scary BLM protests to say, like, you see what's going on, folks? It's just this like large movement to sow discord and chaos when all we're trying to do is make people safer. The, one of the DAs in Atlanta, Sherry Boston, said that her office would withdraw withdraw from criminal cases involving the cop like involving Cop City. But it's this is some scary shit. I mean, like these are people exercising their First Amendment rights, and the state and city of Atlanta have just made the whole this like into a campaign of like democratic suppression. You know, like there was the officials they blocked a referendum on Cop City. They ignored all the pleas from the public, all the public comment where people were like, "We do not want this," or other people in like DeKalb County who are like. This is near where I live. This is I do not want this. I do not want to see the forest raised so you can create this fucked up uh, training facility. Then there were people who were like like local election board members were removed for opposing Cop City. And now we're charging protesters with domestic terrorism under the RICO Act. Yeah. Also, I was going to say that you should have so much shame that you're using the fucking RICO Act, which was used to bring down Capone. Yeah, right on these yeah. people yeah like yeah. just the fact like how do you even put that in your mind together as even remotely in the same camp well it's yeah. just so fucking yeah i mean <laughs> i i always am shook and like speechless because like i expect people at some point to have shame and then i'm like no but they don't like what am i talking about they're heartless and yeah driven completely by uh, money and power. So why am I so shocked? But it's like every fucking time, you know, and to try and again, scare people from wanting to put checks and balances, you know, on our system, especially as it relates to law enforcement. It's like, oh, you want to protest this? Watch us go scorched earth on your ass. Meanwhile, we're like, yeah, these people who like storm the, you know, like we have like people at Capitol protesters where you see judges be like, well, you know, actually, I kind of want to go softer in my sentencing here or there where you have a very focused AG's office in Georgia being like, yeah, you know what? Let's go. Let's go Rico on them and try and right. make an example of these people. Also, because, sorry, I was just going to yeah, say I was legally arrested for protesting in college. Illegally. And, il yeah. Illegally arrested yes, for yes. protesting in college. And I was part of a class action lawsuit against the Metropolitan Police Department in, in D.C. And we won. And like. It was one of the most kind of fucked up and traumatic things being detained the way I was. I also wasn't a citizen yet. I was just a resident alien. And like they, you know, took all of my paperwork, my resident alien card, all my shit. Like yeah, when the cops batoned it off of me, I just never got it back. But the amount of time and like effort and everything it takes to even 
go through a thing where you would then sue. Like we ended up changing the law, but the number of years that it takes, like, and the way that they treated us, you know, I was zip tied right hand to left foot for like over 12 hours. Jesus you know, Christ. the way they fucking like treated yeah. us in jail, whatever. It just, it was super fucked up. But the fact that they did that Friday morning really early before an entire weekend of protests, that's pretty much the same tactic here. It's like they try to go hard early to discourage protesting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like in the future, and it's the same tactics that Bush used because it was they were training in riot gear cops for months before this. Yeah, like yeah. it was all they had buses numbered ready to go because they were like, we're taking hundreds of people off the street. So then for the rest of the weekend, there's no protests. Yeah. So it's like it, it just like it makes me so fucking pissed because these people are going to get fucked on a much, much larger scale. What I'm talking about is child's play. And it right. still was hard to get any sort of justice or change the law or have anything be different. And I feel like the number one thing they tell you when you protest, right? They're like, hey, you know, you guys are thugs. You don't use the system correctly. Like, why don't you use the lawful system? And, and then everyone it's like, did in this instance, too. Yeah. And it's like, OK, well, I'll tell you, I did the actual lawsuit and the lawful thing. And mm -hmm. it is. That is not you think that that's justice or that that's really what people should be doing or that that fixes anything like obviously if you're thinking that there's a right and wrong way to protest, you also are going to think that there's never the right way. Yeah. People yeah. went to those city council meetings. They gathered signatures. They did every, they tried it every single way. But again, when you have municipality and this bureaucracy, that's just like just so intent on making this installation happen, no matter what you get these kinds of fucked up measures. And yeah. I'd hate to bring up private equity, Again. No, don't do it, Miles. But it can't, it can't have anything to do with private Two of the equity. biggest corporate backers of Cop City are Rourke Capital, which is a private equity firm that owns Inspire Brands, you know, Duncan, yep. Arby's, Baskin Robbins, Buffalo Wild Wings, etc. Their CEO sits on the board of trustees for the Atlanta Police Foundation, and they're raising $60 million from corporate donors to build this place. Like, so there's one part of it. The other is Silver Lake Management, which sounds like a cool maybe talent agency that represents bands from the east side yeah, of like LA. Bands. But no, no, nah, it sounds like a like a, a like a land lording agency right. that like you right. rent your apartment from in Silver Lake. Right, exactly. Silver right. Lake Management. They actually are tech focused private equity firm and have a, they have a huge stake in Motorola Solutions, uh, aka the company that designed the surveillance system to make Atlanta the most surveilled city in the United in America, States. Yeah. And they also develop really cool tools for use in prisons, the U.S.-Mexico border, and surprise, surprise, the West Bank. Because we talk about there's this conversation of using these sort of like crowd control technologies. They start off, they can they use them like abroad in the West Bank, fine tune them. And then we end up seeing them boomerang onto our own shores used against our people who are exercising their First Amendment rights. So. Yeah, it's wild to think that the, the ratio of cameras to people in Atlanta, it's 40, almost 49 cameras per thousand people in Atlanta. Jesus That's Christ. the highest. It's more than D.C. It's more yeah. than New York City. And you're like, huh? Huh? 
It also feels like we're seeing like a Foucault's boomerang on like the legal precedent of like, okay, we cheered when they used this against Trump. And then they're like, okay, so you're good with watch that this. then. And then watch this. We're going to use it against your ability to protest against a fucking military installation. It's just amazing. These are the people that are like, I'm sorry, the Second Amendment is everything. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, what about that other amendment? Yeah. You know, the yeah, one yeah, that yeah. protects the right protest which you should be into because you're so into the law of the land right no no yeah. that amendment i guess is bullshit the first amendment we just don't look at that one that one's yeah. just like whatevs yeah and and i mean you then you look at like even protesters that were killed by the police over the court like it's this is it's 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 mind-blowing and yeah now we're again it's like the Republican attorney general's like, yeah, watch this. I'll use the same grand jury that got those charges for Trump and we'll use it for this now. Yeah. So and I think yeah. there's a really valid point, Sophia, that like they're, you know, as we see more fear from the wealthy, as we see the billionaire owner of Cartier lose more sleep over the idea that like eventually the people are going to be pissed that we're billionaires, right? Like, you know, yeah. the, the more we see that, the more we're going to see things like this where they're trying to make an example of people protesting. Yeah. And I think it's imperative that we, like, keep attention on these people and, like, you know, understand that these are people who are working on our behalf, even though I think the mainstream media narrative is not always going to be very favorable to the to the protesters. Right. No. And you you've hardly would you hear a thing where it's like, wow, this, they're, they're really I mean, again, everything is always tinged with slightly pro cop bias. Right. So they just want to make it look like it's a bunch of like hippies who want to save the trees in the forest when a lot of people like this is again, we're ramping up our militarized police state in a time when all they've proven, all we've seen from our law enforcement system is that it doesn't, doesn't work. work, doesn't work. It doesn't prevent crime. All it does is pile up more victims of police brutality. But yeah, these are these are the stakes right now. Yeah, no, I think also these strategies, you know, always repeat. It's like every single time protesting happens, the way that they try to quell it is always tactics that they've used before. And mm -hmm. I think one of those things is like, that's great about the internet is if you go and protest, I just want to make that clear to everybody that like you absolutely should if you can, but you should absolutely know going out what you should do and not do have the, you know, National Lawyers Guild number on you, like all of the stuff that you absolutely need to know, you can look up. Right. And it's just, I think, really, really important because like a privileged fucking white woman, I was still like an immigrant, which right. again scared me because, you know, they charged me. They tried to charge me with rioting because we asked for food mm. and rioting is a felony. And if that happened, I would have been super fucked. And like, again, privileged white woman still was really fucked up experience. And you just need to know what you're going in and you need to have friends on the outside when you're protesting so that, you know, they know what the deal is. You have a plan. Just like be careful when you do it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Because they ain't playing fair out here. No. No. No, they're not. All right. Have you guys heard of the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Sick pivot. Sick pivot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you guys oh, heard about this? Have you seen six this? Six pivot. Have you seen this? 
You guys heard about this? You seen this? <laughs> oh yeah. Wait. <laughs> I like mean, just Scott, the... our guest last last time when Sophia was on was like the thing the thing that is underrated about your podcast is the hurtling changes of pace. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. We got to hit them all. The zeitgeist comes at you quick. <laughs> it does. There's, yeah. You know, does, does your news feed stop to coddle you and think right. about your feelings? Don't you get a Whoa. mixture of Apple alerts that are like bummer news? And then also it's like Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet. Hard you are getting lunch. way more hard of the lunch. Timothy Chalamet relationship updates than I am. I mean, I, I just, just go on the internet. I'm like, wow, a hilarious joke about Bussy. And then underneath that, it's like, <laughs> we have created another monster Voltron of cops. I'm like, right. that's life. And then Here I scroll and Voltron. I'm like, Voltron, is it good ha. for your city? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Bless you. Still not better. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Your sexy, dark voice is gone. I know. My sexy voice. Miles, I had the deepest voice that I've ever had when you were gone. Oh, when you were sick? Yeah. My phone gave me like crazy deep voice. Like, like very white style? It. Yes. I mean, not that cool. It was uh, fucking I still sounded like me, but no, it's much pretty deeper. Cool. Or like, yeah. what's that? What's the opposite of helium? That that gas where like you can like yeah. it makes your yeah, vocal cords like, like super that. loose. That's yeah. kind of how I felt. What's up, y'all? I sound no, like an ASAP Rocky track. Everybody loved it, track. me especially, but everybody loved it. People were yeah. mesmerized. You could tell. ASAP Rocky. That was <laughs> people that were was falling cool. for him. Yes. Sulfur hexafluoride. Like, that's what it is. Bay, that's... Victor, like Justin, everybody. <laughs> the everybody whole crew, the whole crew just was falling fucked for up me. over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's a new study. From six different nations. This is just, oh. this is like one of those studies where it's like, wow, you did everything so well to like just put this into a press release. And I'm not mad at it. You did, you did a good job. <laughs> Fine. You, you, you've gotten my attention. But basically, the, the whole thing, they're like, the thing about six degrees of Kevin Bacon also happens in real life where there's like six degrees of separation. And they, kind of looked at the math of how humans form our friend groups. And basically, we are constantly evaluating. It's very, very much sounds like, you know, a scientist who has not spent a lot of time around other humans, like observing humans, (laughs) because they're like, the human is constantly evaluating the cost benefit of keeping what? old relationship alive or making a new friend. And the oh, study spends a lot of Maybe he did the study because he wanted a friend. Probably. Why do we do anything? Right. And True. I probably read it because of that. But the study like spends a lot of time basically explaining why people have friends. <laughs> like, they're just very confused about that. I think that's pretty sweet of that yeah. alien to write that article. I know, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of love it. But the interesting detail is the Nash equilibrium, like the point at which people have no further incentive to go incentive to go outward with their friend making or inward with their friend pruning usually lands at a place that averages out to six degrees of separation from like everyone else on the planet, which is wild. But that that's the I mean, it makes sense. Like I assumed it was going to be something about like network dynamics and like how you know, over over time, you're like sort of compounding the number of like just, you know, three degrees of separation away. You've like 
compounded the number of people that everyone knows. But it's also about how like the the sizes of those groups that each person is connected to, while different, you know, work out to an average of about an average of about six. Huh. Huh. How so But that wouldn't have been true pre internet. I, I think it has been true. That's the thing. Like, I think it's... Because we've been brilliant. doing it pre-internet, right? That yeah, game yeah. existed before. So, like, no, no, the... no. I just mean... Oh. I just mean, do you really... Uh, I guess I was thinking, like, it's easy for me to think of being six degrees away from anyone on the planet, like, with the internet, and, like, also just, like, oh, you have a friend that lives in this country and blah, 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 blah. Right? But I'm thinking, Harder like... Harder to track. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I didn't know the origin of the experiment or of the idea of six degrees it's actually milgram you know the guy who like did the the experiment experiment. yeah it's the famous shock experiment where people come into a lab and it it was based on like the trials of nazi prison camp guards at the hog and how they were like we we're just following orders. And so he did this experiment to show that people will continuously shock people whether or not... So so basically, the people weren't actually being shocked, but a person in a white lab coat is like, keep ex- keep administering basically, the Basically, you wouldn't see the person... The person who was administering the shocks, quote-unquote, would hear someone's sounds of pain. Yeah. But that and, person was acting, but the person who was shocking them didn't know they were acting. Right, right. So... And they kept then what going. later churned out, in addition to the result of like, oh, yeah, people will straight up just follow orders because a guy in a lab coat was like, keep shocking. Yeah. But the other thing that came out of it is a lot of ethics stuff for how you run studies, yeah. because the people that were fake shocking, once they found out it was fake, they were like super fucking traumatized. Yeah. And Not they were great. like, now <laughs> I have to live result. my life knowing that essentially you used me to prove that I could be a Nazi. A Nazi, exactly. Like, Kinda. I have to go lay down, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but yeah. you're just following orders, man. You're just following orders. You know? Yeah, that and there, there are other things about the design of that experiment and like how so like much some people might have really known that they were acting and who, who knows. But the other big experiment he did that I, I was not as familiar with was they basically tried to connect two people in as few steps as possible just by like sending out this brown paper package and being like, hey, we're trying to get this to a divinity student in Boston. You are a farmer in Iowa that we've randomly selected from the entire population of the U.S. Like, go. And they they were like, oh, well, I know this Episcopalian like in my town. The Episcopalian was like, I actually know somebody who I like met at an Episcopalian conference who's from Boston. And they got this package to this randomly selected divinity student in like a matter of six degrees. And they, they found that to be kind of consistently the case when they ran this experiment. And the thing that I hadn't fully appreciated is like they they also asked people before this experiment, like, what would you think the results would be? And like, oh, like that, how many steps would it take? Yeah. How many mind? steps? And right. that that is like, you know, I've known the six degrees of separation. I've known that phrase. Yeah. I've known that 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 is a Will Smith movie since I was, you know, yeah, properly storing memory. So I don't know 
what my guess would be, but the guesses range from like a hundred to a thousand to people being like, you'll never connect them. Like it'll just like, why would you ever be able to connect to random people? Like the world is so big and so massive. I would have guessed 12 for some reason. Really? Like 10 or 12, I think. What would you have guessed? I think I would have guessed like 100. Yeah, if no one had said anything about six degrees of whatever, ever. Yeah. I I would would probably think it would 100. Feels like I could do it within 100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feels like a safe bet. It is is a little mind-blowing. You're like, it would probably take less than 10. You're like, really? Yeah. It it seems so Yeah, the fact that it's single digits, I think, like, totally. Fucks me up. Yeah. Exactly. Fucks me up the way my voice fucked up everybody last week. <laughs> fucked Miles up production. Will never know. Yeah. Miles, you better listen to that episode if you respect yourself. fucking listen, man. Watch, I, and I get all self-conscious and I come on tomorrow's episode. I'm like, yeah, so what's up, y'all? <laughs> you just, I'm also, my voice got a People won't be able to record deeper. anymore Chopping because you're screwed. just blushing so hard the entire time. <laughs> I'm like, That's he's right. talking to me with that voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you I mean, stop like, stop putting yourself on camera because people can't handle it. <laughs> Jax just can't. He can't be on Zoom. That's right. It's hard. It's like, it's so hard. now they can. So you can apply this now to all kinds of sort of like network mapping, right? If you kind of know this to be sort of, it averages out to around six, no matter what. Yeah, that helps like with all kinds of like I guess you know how we look at pandemics or other That's right. network dynamic or network dynamic dependent phenomena. Yeah, it's six infection cycles and the whole world has the fucking thing is like kind of the dark side of this finding is, Damn. you know, it Oof. it spreads quick. Right. And I, I think this is true of also like social contagion and like the how quickly ideas spread, you know, because that that's a thing that spreads over over social media like faster than it ever has and so i i think we're less stable like across wide geographic margins than than we ever have been like we're more susceptible to ideas that come in and sweep through and and change things and it's definitely like a power a powerful study because they, yeah, they, they specifically say, when we did the math, we discovered an amazing result. This process always ends with social paths centered around the number six. Each individual acts independently without knowing the network as a whole. Yet this self-driven game shapes the structure of the entire network, leading to the small world phenomenon and the recurring pattern of six degrees. That's mm. fucking crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, the small world, it is funny that, like, you wouldn't, when we went to a museum in like London, we ran into somebody who Her Majesty didn't even know, but came to find out they were at the same college at the same time. Oh, that's wild. Randomly like that. helping a stranger up the steps with a baby stroller. And we had one too, and then started talking. And then it's just like, oh yeah, my husband went there. And then it's like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a thing where you were like wearing the same sweatshirt and like noticed each other. Yeah. No, like, no, not wearing, at all. It just, you didn't just have random your, uh, two groups of parents. College hat on. Yeah. <laughs> Waving a pendant. A pendant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck, does this guy I've think he is? Before run into the same people when I'm visiting a place, like at different like during my oh, vacation yeah. or whatever, like at a lot of different places and not like tourist attractions. You know what I'm saying? Have, has yeah. that happened to you ever? That happened to me this weekend. It's so I was weird. The Huntington Park, li- or the Huntington Library, whatever the fuck that thing is called. Yeah. It's not Library in Huntington. Gardens. But no, yeah. It's an amazing, huge garden. 
And like we arrived with like three different groups of people, like just in line at the same time and like kept seeing that we were just like on the same. We would like circulate going like all these weird different directions and like kept seeing those same people. And it's a big ass park. Oh, it's massive. So many different ways to go. It's like not. Or when I rented my place in Paris, I knew one person there and he was like, oh, what's your address? And I gave it to him and he like started laughing. And um, no, he's my friend. (laughs) He's half a block. (laughs) His place was half a block away. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew one person in all of Paris and ended up renting an Airbnb half a block away from him. Paris is huge. It's like 10, 12 blocks. It's huge. (laughs) So So big. If I know Paris. Like it's you got the Eiffel Tower, you got a couple streets on the left side of the Eiffel Tower, you got that a couple Triumph streets Arc. to the right. Done. <laughs> Call it. There's a river. We're done. Yeah. So you got the <laughs> Champ Sports, the Champ Sports Elysees. <laughs> <laughs> got it all. <laughs> See, so it com- comes back so cultural. Ah, uh, yeah, Champs head. Me too. Yeah. Big fan of the Champs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, uh, let's take another quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, Donald Trump. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
And we're back. We're back. And uh, the internet is, you know, just just clogged with jokes about <laughs> oh, this clogged. recent flight that had to make an emergency landing because one of the passengers had just a crazy, just a an unexpected amount of diarrhea. It sounds like like spilling into the aisles levels of diarrhea. This was a Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona, was forced to turn around and make an emergency landing after a passenger. (laughs) This is the quote that I think people are responding to. Quote, had diarrhea all the way through the plane. That is a powerful description. All the way through the plane. Oh, I think. And then they said it was a I think then they told that from the cockpit, they said it was a biohazard event. Yeah, that would. Was yeah. forcing them to turn the plane around, uh, which is very, it's some, uh, the amount of obsession <laughs> with this story is kind of wild. I don't know if it's tapping into like just in it, like innate fear we have as people or what, but I, I, the, I've, I thought this was like a headline I would see come and go, but the amount of like other places like Vice, TMZ, like all these other blogs that are now like writing like long form articles about it like (laughs) where did like where did the sort of like social norms break down during this event like is something like i'm now like seeing think pieces about like how did we get to the point that it was in the eyes (laughs) the poop yeah how what happened what went wrong what required like why why are they saying social norms broke down like isn't it just somebody who had a health problem i think they're i think it's almost wondering like how could it be that much why is it all <laughs> yeah, like over? That, like, why is it all up and down the plane? Like, was someone in blocking the bathroom? There's just, it's caused more questions than I feel like we even need to ask. You know, I want to know like how it, much weight he lost. Right. Yeah. Will it stay off? You know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Might need Good Pedialyte for him. though. Yeah, <laughs> might need. And Pedialyte we know it's a him because sure. women wouldn't roll like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Coming. I think it was the dude had to be wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> and it's just you know coming I mean? down. It's just like a, a like a White rain gutter. Cargo shorts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe very, yeah. But it's like, and it's just wild too because now you're seeing like listicles. Like, here's some other unusual reasons like poo has like derailed a flight, and you're like, wow. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not that abnormal. Like, right. I, I guess it's usually dogs, right? Like in 2014, a plane had to make an emergency landing because a service dog pooped in the aisle. Let me get a exact description of that one <laughs> uh, because they, they're they like up to three times according to multiple media reports the airline's cabin crew did their best to clean up the mess but then the animal a service dog according to u.s airways pooped again up to three times according to multiple media reports in 2015 a british airways flight had to turn around due to a smelly poo in the toilet um so that presumably was not a dog i i'm shocked that it doesn't happen more frequently with dogs because it did I had a, I don't tell this story very often because my, it turned out our dog was very sick and like we, we didn't realize it at the time we were traveling with our dog, but our dog was, you know, tiny, sprinting out of the bag we were carrying her in, made a beeline for first class and just took a massive shit in first class. The flight attendants like brought her back, told us we were going to like have to turn the plane around if it happened again. And then it happened <laughs> It happened again because oh, no. she was like an escape artist and it was it was really bad. I, I had 
always admired her for being a real one and taking the shit in first class. Yeah. But Class solidarity. You know, it... I, like she ended up being very, very sick. Like when we got, when we landed, we took her to the vet and like she didn't make it much longer oh. than that, unfortunately. But it was definitely incredibly stressful. And I, I have always wondered since then, like, how do all these dogs, like I see a lot of dogs on the flights. Like how do they, they're, I'm, I'm just impressed that right. they know that they need to hold it and that they're like, uh, you know, able to do that. The whole I, time? I guess I've it's fl- just like the, the owners like skip a meal beforehand. I guess. I mean, I've flown once with my dog and that was the my, the only fear I had the entire flight was like, he's going to take shit everywhere. Like, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look like the dude with the shitty dog on the plane or the airport. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it had to do with like my own, I think, shame around having a like more less so about the like worrying about the dogs. Like the dog will make me look a certain way and <laughs> right. I'm not about yeah. that life. So I had to maybe put my 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 frail ego aside to let the dog do its thing. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's, it's, I think it's a universal fear we all have, you know. Yeah. And I think I think there's also a lot of people like are just focused on what it must be like to be that person who yeah. had this experience. <laughs> like, right. Right, cuz now all we're talking about is the, per- the person who did this mess and messed up right. everybody's flight to Barcelona, you know, what happened? What? How could that have happened? He ate too much curry. Could be, or maybe just having like our terrible air, like airport food. That's one thing I'll say. The 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 airport food is better in England than the U.S. Because again, I hate to bring up those like easy meal deal sandwiches, but if you buy a sandwich in the U.S. airport, it's gonna be like a fifteen dollar croissant sandwich with turkey on it that tastes like absolute shit, and who knows how good it is. So I feel like it could be it could be our it could be something at Hartsfield Jackson Airport, but I don't know. I don't quite know. The <laughs> thing with the thing with this, like the BA flight that had to be turned around due to a quote smelly poo, which is a very <laughs> English description, where Americans would be like, "Yeah, dude, just shit everywhere." They a, a smelly yeah. poo had to be. Made, I like. The, they said only fifty percent of the air is being recycled. Is that what they're <laughs> telling us during the pandemic? Like so much of the air gets recycled and like filtered. Or am I am I completely missing that stat? Because I feel like that was a thing that people were always told about how the air on airplanes is much better than you would imagine. Right. I mean, fifty percent is still is that good? A lot of the air, but okay. yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that even means. That fifty percent <laughs> of the air is being recycled and cleaned. Right. But yeah, a decision was taken to return for the safety and comfort of our customers on board. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Very classy. classy I think British someone complained about the shit. You know that it can't have been that much. Someone complained. Someone, right. someone just couldn't handle the shit. But in the, but in this one, there have been videos from the from inside the plane after it all went down, and it looks like there are streaks of something running up and down the aisles. Which but is those? Ha- you know, it's funny though. In these articles, are like those images have not been confirmed by the airline. <laughs> <laughs> like, it could be propaganda. It could be scat scat propaganda. So we're, I'm I'm not sure entirely. Oh dear, it was very yeah. bad overflow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, they made at least they made their flight after a five hour delay. So you so know, who should play the guy in the movie? Right. It's a it's a great Ooh. question. I mean, I think it kind of has to be Tim Robinson, but. <laughs> Is it someone nervous? Is it or is it or do you see it someone with confidence? That you know what I mean. Like I can see it being a villain too. It's like, hey, I don't know what you want me to do. 
You know right. what I mean? It just happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you know, like I think if we put ourselves in that situation, we might be a little less brazen or confident about it. But hey, yeah, if it's like a, a confident point, person, so then it almost is like, are they just doing it on purpose because they feel like they can get away with it? Like that, that becomes weird. And That's how like, long till you fly again? Do you know what I mean? Like how long till right. you? Right. Do they, right. Do they, do you get a new plane or they're like, or you go back in the plane and you're kind of clocking all the mess. You're like, oh, they didn't really get everything. But you know what? I don't want to delay my vacation anymore. <laughs> so right. let's go. Yeah. Great questions that we don't we don't currently have the answer for. But obviously, this is an evolving story. Obviously, that we will you know we'll we'll keep updating and we'll we'll it's now now history has its eyes on this one. Absolutely, we'll see where it lands, so to speak. Uh, and finally, Hollywood keeps trying to recreate Barbenheimer in weird ways, which like so one thing we're getting a low budget parody movie called Barbenheimer about a group of, quote, fed-up female dolls who build an A-bomb to bring down the patriarchy once and for all. The poster is a Barbie doll silhouette in front of a mushroom cloud, and it says, D-cup A-bomb Barbenheimer, exploding soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The studio in charge of this production is Full Moon Features, best known for The Puppet Master and Trancers movies. What's Trancers? I'm not familiar with Puppet Master. Uh, Trancers seems like it's like trying to capitalize on some other movie, but I'm not. I'm not sure what what exactly that is. It's like uh, it. It's <laughs> I don't know. It says it's the first one came out in 1984. <laughs> the it Trancers, like, the first yeah, Trancers. It looks like some janky version of like Tron, maybe. Not Transformers, huh? No, yeah, transfers. I thought it's like a fake Transformers, fake. Oh, I see. Sorry, Phantasm, duh. like, it, <laughs> like the. This feels like not not the highest level of. It says a gruff bounty hunter travels back in time to 1980s Los Angeles to stop a twisted criminal who can transform people into zombie-like creatures. Oh, that sucks. Hard hitting. It well, they so this came out in '84. So they were the ahead first, of time. The first transfers did. Yeah, yeah. Helen Hunt was even in it. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, but mostly people uh, in studios keep trying to awkwardly force pairs of movies that happen to be releasing on the same day into the Barbenheimer mold. The most prevalent attempt at the moment seems to be Saw Patrol because Saw X and the new Paw Patrol movie both open on September 29th. And so people are like, forget Barbenheimer, get ready for Saw Patrol on September 29th. What is the logic they're applying? It's just that like Saw and Paul rhyme, therefore it's the yeah. C double feature of all time. <laughs> That's what worked about the last one. Which one are you going to watch first? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sadia, which one are you catching first? You going Paw Patrol first or Saw, Saw X first? Paw, Paw Patrol. Go Paw first. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah, yeah. See, I think you need to watch Saw to like get ready. To, to feel all of, like, what is actually <laughs> happening in the Paw Patrol movies. I think right. you need Saw to, to prepare you. Right. Because the overlap of, I, that, that, that's not even a Venn diagram of audiences. It's just two circles on top of each other. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Barbie and Oppenheimer were obviously very different movies, but they, you know, they could conceivably cater to the same audience, like movie lovers, first of all, and then like right. adults. But like no adult wants to see Paw Patrol. 
Like that, that's a, that's an actual scientific fact. No adult <laughs> is going to Paw Patrol without that cop again being dragged there by a child. Right. But kids would love to see Saw. They would. They probably shouldn't. Yeah, but, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of creativity in Saw and things right. that appeal to a child. They love puzzles. <laughs> yeah, especially ones that end with you becoming disfigured or dying. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but they, they are, like, both film studios are, like, playing into this like they did a saw like saw patrol social media post like they they had the paw patrol puppies in a post from paramount pictures saying seven tickets to saw patrol please hashtag saw patrol and then the jigsaw doing like a a weird children's puzzle and then i don't know it says there is no escape <laughs> This, it's his, so, his is so not amazing. really uh oh but the the children's puzzle is a paw patrol puzzle so it's just jigsaw oh. having a meltdown and uh deciding to kill and people clearly, based like, on a paw patrol puzzle that picture is like of like a mannequin that they just put a pencil in the hands like that is not like real hands and a jacket you know like look how rigid the hands are in that picture it's like <laughs> let's dress this doll up and we'll, we'll say it's jigsaw but isn't jigsaw that that is, jigsaw is a toy right Oh, oh, is it, huh? It's not that. Who is the guy? Oh, but then there was the guy, low-key, who was dying in the background, right? Who was... Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I forgot. See, I'm... This is, I, this is why I don't fuck with those movies. I'm like, I don't want to see something where someone's head gets, like, sucked out with a vacuum or some shit. I'm like, no. Nah, yeah, I can't. I'm not give you that. Yeah, yeah. Life's already too fucked up. I don't need to be like, yo, you'll be worse if your eyeballs got fucking blown out by a fucking vacuum. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Then, all right, so just uh, others that are they're trying to shoehorn in, Taylor Swift's Eras Tour and the Exorcist movie, uh, they were trying to make it into Exorcist, but then the Exorcist movie fucked off because they didn't want to be on the same day that Taylor Swift was, like, breaking <laughs> the box office. Right. And then IndieWire questioned if the new Barbenheimer could be the release of Martin Scorsese's historical drama Killers of the Flower Moon and the sci-fi drama Foe, which... Like this, I don't know. I it's just it's very confusing. I don't know what they. It it's just I what think they it just think happened the first time, right? I, it just speaks to like the quote unquote brain power in Hollywood yeah. too, where you see like they see a thing work once, and then the first thought is we need to replicate this in the most literal way possible, not like zooming out and trying to understand what happened. They're like. I don't know. They combined the word Barbie and Oppenheimer and people fucking lost it. So let's do <laughs> us all their money. Yeah. So maybe it's like a magic word and we say magic <laughs> word and they give us all their money. We need to find we need to invent the new magic word to unlock people's brains to buy double feature tickets rather yeah. than saying this was a, you know, serendipitous occurrence where it was just through sheer coincidence and people being witty on the Internet just kind of became a meme where they're like, I don't know, these are two ends of the spectrum. That would be kind of interesting rather than being like Exorswift, huh? That'll be I tight. think a good mashup would be Scarface and Godfather. Wouldn't that be great? Mm. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, would be like that works. At the same time. Hell yeah. I'm I'm wondering though too, like in the past, I'm sure like there were a ton of weekends like this where you had two <laughs> movies, but we just didn't have the internet to like give it like a new name where I'm sure two like 
two great films came out at the same time, but yeah, we're not, just not so obsessed with the idea. Or were at like, least out at the same time because movies used to right. stay out for like six months. They would yeah. be in theaters. They were like, yeah, that's that's all we got for this year, folks. <laughs> we made three movies for <laughs> you. Uh, we hope you like one of them. Yeah, the other options, Despicable Me 4 opens opposite Mufasa, The Lion King, uh, which those are just two animated movies for children. What the fuck are you guys talking about? But yeah. yeah, it really feels like people have somehow forgotten that two movies opening on the same day is just a thing that happens literally every single week. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like maybe the, like back when albums used to come out on Tuesdays, sometimes you would have those like blessed t- release days. You're like, yo, I'm actually getting two albums today. But again, it's it's just the release schedule, folks. And I don't think you want to <laughs> see this. What it is, is that, you know, the first week sales, they like really mean a lot. And I right. think it's obviously it's all about the money, right? So they're just trying to get that, they just create that big hype so that people are just looking at the listings and be like, oh, that's that's in the top. So that's the top five, top whatever. Let's right. go check that out. Yeah. Totally. What was the what was the one that like Beetlejuice was gonna come out like with something else? And we're saying, oh, the the new Beetlejuice movie might they might have something with that new Beetlejuice thing coming out at the same time as another movie, but I already forgot because. It doesn't fucking matter. It's two movies fucking coming out. Right. I yeah. vaguely remember it, though. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I think I, I'm sure there's already articles heralding like whatever the <laughs> new Beatle former movie is or whatever the fuck we're going to get. All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye. Right, gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought 
in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 